0: Welcome to the Mother Nurture Podcast, hosted by Dr. Andrea Rosario, functional neurologist and doctor of chiropractic, specializing in functional medicine, caring for individuals and families with chronic conditions for over 15 years. Hi there, my friends. This week, we're going to be covering childhood and before childhood contributors to getting stuck in fight or flight. It's going to be including a very common genetic mutation that can contribute in utero, time you spent in utero contributors, birthing contributors, and most of our time will be spent on early childhood trauma and how it can contribute to getting stuck in fight or flight. So let's dive in. Um, first off is the genetic contributor. There is a genetic marker called COMT, and that particular genetic marker is when you have that COMT enzyme and it is not able to process and break down the adrenaline that is made by your adrenal glands under times of stress. And because there is kind of a backlog and traffic jam of adrenaline, you tend to stay sort of jumpy and um, hypervigilant and sometimes anxious and sometimes irritable and all that because you're in kind of a constant chemical fight or flight mode. And so the good news with that one is it's not a horrible thing to fix. It's simply fixed with magnesium. It's not like it's totally fixed with magnesium. You have to stop the adrenaline surge with the added stress, right? Or it's going to be like traffic jam clears, traffic jam comes. But that enzyme actually works really well when you provide it enough magnesium. So, and um, really help process your adrenaline out of your body. Okay, so that's COMT. You can have it as a genetic mutation, but it can also just be an enzyme that doesn't work if it does not have enough magnesium. Okay, part two, in utero, if your mom was super stressed, like in a volatile relationship, stressful job, whatever stressors, moving, I don't know, all the stressors that happen in life, you are more likely to have had your brain form around the chemicals and the hormones that come with increased stress because you and your mom shared them. So during the major time of brain development in utero, you can sort of, your wiring can get set up that way. So that's unfortunate because there's not that much you can do about that aspect, but you just need to understand that it's sort of just predisposes you to this and you have to work diligently at being extra good to yourself to keep yourself out of fighter. F- so that's the in utero aspect, but I just want to say as a little asterisk and side note, if you're considering conceiving, please keep that in mind because you really can change your, your baby's wiring in their brain and their body by you saying like, I can push a little more and I can get, th- if, if you're okay with stressing out, you need to you know consider the baby at this point in time. So step three or cause number three, childhood and before, would be birthing process. So it's really, birthing can be stressful for mom and baby, obviously, whether it's C-section or it's vaginal, but um, the one particular thing I wanna highlight there is it's very common either which way a child is birthed for their very top vertebra to get twisted or tilted. And that's important because number one, your brainstem is right there. And that brainstem is where your nerves come out for your vagus nerve. It's, where, it's near where you can calm your fight or flight system down in the midbrain. And so you really want to have that kind of your head on straight, if you know what I'm saying. You want that top vertebra that your head rests on to not be tilted and twisted. So that's one thing that can happen, but then on top of it affecting like the nerves coming down, like your vagus nerve and all of that, there are two main arteries that go through holes in the side of that top vertebra. And those two arteries feed a lot of the part of your brain. And so if that upper vertebra is kind of twisted or tilted, Think of it like a kink in your hose. It lessens the brain f- or the blood flow to the brain. And this happens in adulthood too, by the way. So I'm telling you about this in childhood because it's really common with birth, but it's really common in, ch- in adulthood too. But with the birthing process, that's really hard on the baby's neck. And you know, Even if it's a C-section, they're kind of wiggling it around to get it out of there. And blood flow is really important for brain development because you can't get the nutrients, the oxygen, the iron, the glucose to your brain cells to develop if you don't have proper blood flow. So we talked about the brain and how much blood flow is important and how it's important for your whole brain to be able to fire because the more firing across all your lobes, the more the neurons firing feed down into the midbrain that is responsible for calming your fight or flight. If there's not a lot of firing going on, it doesn't calm your fight or flight system down, okay? So lack of blood flow means lack of firing, means lack of calming of the fight or flight system. So you can find upper cervical specialist chiropractors. A lot of times they they take measurements and like measure exact angles and they're not doing all the hardcore cracking, you know, like twist and crack stuff that you traditionally think of with chiropractors, they just have a little tiny tool that sort of like taps it into the right angle in the right space. So I did that with my, the third of my children, the third of my three children, and it was night and day difference. She was probably three days old or four days old when I took her and she had had really rough birthing and super colicky and wouldn't sleep and jumpy and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as I took her, it was like a night and day difference. And so anyhow, that is that. And now I'm gonna go into the big one, number four, which is traumatic experiences in childhood. So I don't know how many of you guys know about the ACEs study. It's kind of pretty well common knowledge in medical fields, but I'm not sure how common it is quite honestly in traditional like non-medical people. ACEs study, it stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And it's basically a study that was done by Kaiser Permanente several years back that tells, like, it asks about 10 specific bad experiences that you can have as a child. And the more of those marked up that you have, they can equate it to more chronic illnesses as you grow into adulthood and throughout your life, basically. So the more childhood adverse experiences, the more chronic illnesses and symptoms and struggles and that kind of stuff that you have as an adult. And those 10 questions, I'm just going to rattle them off here. You can go online and find them easily. They're everywhere. Um, But let's see if I can remember them all off the top of my head. So if you personally have been physically abused, if you personally have been sexually abused, if you personally have been emotionally abused, if you watched your mother get physically abused, if you suffered from physical neglect, if you suffered from emotional neglect, if there was substance abuse in your family, if there was mental health issues in your family, if your parents got divorced or separated, and if one of your family members was incarcerated. So those are the 10. The more of those you have marked up, the more statistically likely you are to suffer from illnesses. So, okay, that's a fun topic, Andrea, right? But the reason why I'm bringing it to you is because I want to share the reason why that happens with you. Whenever you have childhood traumatic experiences, it, it affects your neurological development, your physical development, all of that. But especially in that first five years, because the first five years you have, you're almost completely right brained like your left side of your brain has not developed barely at all. So that right side of the brain is where you process subconscious thoughts and memories and that type of thing. It's also, gosh, it has so many different different functions it calms that right side of the brain is is partially responsible for calming your fight or flight response too much so than the left side because the left side of your brain is like a gas pedal and the right side of your brain is like a brake and so if the left side's like fight or flight be attentive like there's always some danger the right side's like not appropriate it's okay you're safe right now so if you have trauma In that first five years, it stunts your right brain's development, and it makes you more susceptible to getting stuck in fight or flight without that brake pedal. It makes you more jumpy, more anxious, more unable to give reasonable and rational responses to stimuli, like to judge it. Like a firefly comes towards me or a firefly. I don't live in, I live in California, y'all. I don't know why I said firefly or y'all, but okay, regardless. Like a dragonfly comes towards me and I'm literally like ducking. It's because I'm always having to work on my right brain. It just didn't develop as well. I don't have that like brake pedal very much, right? It's really, really common on all my patients, especially women, to have that kind of like hyper reflexive, like your kids jump around the corner and they think it's the funniest thing because you scream bloody murder. Yeah, that's a right brain not working so great to be like, okay, I know our things in the house. We're totally fine. It's like just a hyper vigilant response. Right. Well, the problem with that is more than just like what meets the eye. What happens is it, the hippocampus, which is the, are a part of the brain that gets really, really stunted in your right, in your right brain, when you have traumatic experience. Is responsible partially for that HPA axis. That is how your brain signals to all of your hormone secreting glands and how stress makes your signaling wacky. So you're going to have thyroid issues, adrenal issues, sex hormone issues, blood sugar regulation issues. It's the hippocampus in that first five years that gets walloped that starts the whole process oftentimes of the HPA axis, the hormone signaling getting all funky. So that right hippocampus, when you get stressed when you're a child and you have any of those traumatic experiences or other things, I know there's more, but that basically stunts the development of that hippocampus and you can never integrate those memories properly. And it makes it so that throughout your life you can't integrate memories and emotions quite as well. That can also happen as an adult, as a side note, It can happen, like in the case of PTSD, what happens is an acute traumatic stress comes on. The cortisol, that stress hormone that floods you when something's super stressful, basically just shuts your hippocampus down. Um, And when it shuts your hippocampus down, whatever that traumatic event was, your brain cannot integrate those memories and you live in this state of intolerance towards trauma, intolerance towards stress. And these are all fight or flight things. And this is just one of the methods of how the stress and the cortisol, whether developmentally or later on in life, basically leads you into getting stuck in that fight or flight mode. And remember what I said earlier, I'm going to repeat it over and over. If you stay in fight or flight for a long while, like if you're in it for 10 years, it becomes like a really well-traveled trail in your brain's wiring and in your body's chemistry. And it's not the easiest thing in the world to get out. You have to be very strategic about it and know all the contributors to it, which is why I'm covering all the contributors with you guys so that you can figure out where yours are and like work on any of the little tips and tools that you think might be applicable to you based off where you think your weak spots are. It's not your weak spot, but where you might've entered so that you can exit. Okay. So I think that's all I'm going to throw at you today but I do have podcasts that are more in depth on the genetic aspect and the childhood trauma aspect that are coming out about this time so listen to the mother nurture podcast you might want to tune in if you want more detailed than like I don't know the 10 minutes or so that I'm working and talking with you right now all right I hope you guys have a great week I will talk with you soon bye